Hey guys, welcome to the Mental Makeover Podcast. I'm Lauren Curtis. You've probably heard the phrase, the grass is always greener on the other side, but I believe it's greener where you water it. This podcast is here to provide you with meaningful advice from myself and others in order to give your little patch of grass the best chance to grow and flourish. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you for tuning in. This time we are doing a Q&A. Q&A. I originally thought maybe I should do one on one particular topic, but I do like to have some variety in each episode, so I will cover a few. Um, I had people write in with their questions on Instagram, at Curtis, if you didn't already know, and I'm just going to go through them and see which ones I feel equipped to talk about. Someone asked, self-doubt slash how to overcome it. Is it the same as lack of motivation or low confidence. I don't think it has anything to do with motivation. I think motivation is a separate topic all in itself, but lack of confidence, I do think it ties quite closely in with. Uh, Self-doubt, how to overcome it. That is one that definitely has affected me for a lot of my life. I, it's, it's, yeah, quite crippling. It's like, a mixture of, uh, for me at least, it's a mixture of perfectionism and not feeling good enough. So you feel like things need to be perfect in order for them, and I guess in turn you, to be good enough. And then because you have self-worth issues, they it like manifests itself as self-doubt. And then you're doubting whether or not what you've done is good enough or perfect enough and then you're worrying that because it's not good enough or you're doubting it that it's going to reflect on you and that other people are going to you know (laughs) it just trickles down from there really which then manifests itself in low confidence I feel like enough time uh, second guessing yourself and doubting yourself will inevitably result in a lack of confidence because if you had the confidence in the first place you wouldn't be doubting yourself so perhaps actually they come they that they go hand in hand I don't think there is a, a one-size-fits-all approach to this I don't think it's something that you're going to uh, f- you know solve instantly it's something that I know that I will for- forever be chipping away at but I guess it actually ties into last week's episode where I spoke about taking stock of what you've achieved and um, focusing on what you've already done rather than what you need to do in your mind. So for example, what makes me feel good about myself and more confident and minimizes self-doubt is looking back on my past and seeing everything that I've achieved despite those feelings of self-doubt or um, yeah, looking back on what I've achieved and using that as proof almost that my thoughts around self-doubt are invalid and unjust, unjust isn't the right word, hard to justify if justifiable at all um, because surely if I wasn't good enough and I you know all these negative thoughts were true then I wouldn't have been able to do anything that I've done so far so it's kind of like a more of a factual approach I guess rather than 
I don't really say to myself every day, you are good enough, you are amazing. Like I try to actually, uh, perhaps I'm like a more of a practical learner and I actually like, you know, proof uh, that the things that I'm saying are true. Not that I need proof because I'm, I'm generally a spiritual person. You don't really have physical proof for a lot of that kind of thing. But yeah, I guess it's just being grateful for what you have who you are, what is around you, who is around you, um, what you've achieved and really like soaking that up and not running to the next goal after you've just achieved one goal. Because if you allow yourself the time to soak up an achievement, whether it be in your family or friends or relationships or business or work, if you allow yourself the time to actually, yeah, um, absorb all of that, then you give yourself reason to create new beliefs about yourself and about your worth, the worthiness. So it will be harder for you to justify the self-doubt thoughts because you've got all this evidence and all this proof that, you know, you are quite the contrary when it comes to um, capable of doing the things that you think you're not capable of doing or, yeah, you get get what I'm saying. So, it's not an overnight thing. It's something that needs to be chipped away at. Motivation is definitely something different. I struggle with that often. I think I struggle with that because uh, we really, people in general, I don't know, I've I said this in the last episode, I said it before recently, I think, as a society, we kind of value busyness and pr- productivity, productivity. And so... For me, motivation can be hard sometimes because as a human, I'm not always going to be productive. I'm not always going to feel energetic. I'm not always going to feel like I can do this and that and that and all of the stuff at once and then also have time for all the other parts of my life that need my attention. So then I get into a spiral of guilt where I'm like, but I should be doing this, but I should be doing that because other people other people can do this, other people can do that, but I'm not other people I am me and I have my own limits and they are unique to me and I have to respect them otherwise I um, crash and burn and nobody wants that that (laughs) part of me so I'd rather you know um, take those moments of motivation and run with them and do as much as I can when I'm in that mood when I'm productive when I feel like doing it and smash it all out and then when my inevitable crash comes and a crash is a negative word when my kind of slowed down version of me comes then I can just take that time to rest and do the things that require less energy without all of the guilt that I used to feel for doing so it's very easy to compare yourself to people that are always busy but know your limits know what is normal for you and respect them because if you don't rest, your body will force you to rest. And there's no benefit in getting to that point where you're burnt out and you're no good to anyone, More, most importantly, yourself. So just, I don't know, motivation will always come and go. At least it does for me. Um, and if you're pushing yourself too much, you're going to find less of it because you're going to resent whatever you're doing because you feel like you're doing it against your will. So just know your own boundaries and respect them. Someone has said timing for everything. Recently had an abortion and feel frowned upon. First of all, I'm sorry that after something that I can only imagine would be 
really intense to go through that people are passing judgment upon you for doing something that you obviously believe was right for you to do. Do not let those people change the way you feel about yourself because they do not have to live a life in your shoes. You did the right thing for you regardless of what anyone else thinks. No one, absolutely no one, has the right to judge you for a decision that is so, so impactful on your life and you as a person and has such a minimum impact on their life and them as a person. Only you know what is right for you and your life And just because what you've decided to do doesn't coincide with the values of others doesn't mean they are wrong values, doesn't mean that your values are wrong and their values are right. It simply means that you have different values and that you made a decision that coincides and that reflects your values and that will give you the best chance to be the best person you can be. Perhaps you don't want children at all. Perhaps you do want children in the future. Perhaps you're not ready for that right now and you want to be a very attentive, um, you know, doting mother when the time does come and the time right now wouldn't allow you to be that person. And if you are going to have kids, you want to be, yeah, as I just said, the best possible mother you can be. Perhaps you don't ever want kids and to have a child out of pressure from other people, um, despite your values being completely different to theirs and then have you have have your life be changed forever just because you're trying to make other people happy just seems absolutely miserable so hold your head high you did what was right for you you need to live your life doing what's best for you and not what's best for other people and not what will please other people because they don't have to live your life only you do Next question, starting another relationship soon after breaking up. Hard to answer not knowing you as a person. I feel like there are a few different situations that could potentially be playing out here. One is that you left a toxic or unhealthy relationship and you went straight into another relationship. Another situation could be you left a healthy relationship and went into a new relationship. Actually, that's probably it, I'd say. So obviously, if you've just left a healthy relationship where, you know, maybe both of you just fell out of love or you fell out of love and then you happen to find someone that you really clicked with, I don't really see any issues with that because I mean um, yeah eh, it, is, it, it is what it is but if your relationship was unhealthy or toxic or you were broken up with or they were bad to you or you were bad to them even then that's where I would be concerned about going straight into a new relationship because I feel like there is a period of time which should buffer um, which yeah, should be the buffer between an old relationship and a new relationship. And that kind of uh, buffer should be a time where you're reflecting on the lessons that you learned from that relationship, where it went wrong, what you learned from that, where it went right, what you learned from that, what you could improve on. Because 
you are responsible for some parts of the relationship. We are all responsible for, you know, our own part in whichever relationship um, we're in and the breakdown, obviously some so more than others. If you're being abused, you are in no way ever responsible for that. Of course not. And I don't want that to be misconstrued, but if we're not talking about that kind of relationship, if you're, you know, rude or mean or controlling over your partner, and then they are the same way back and it's just unhealthy. Like, you know, you played a part in that as well. So if you're jumping straight into a new relationship and you haven't assessed the situation that you just came out of, then you're bound to repeat the same mistakes or bound to repeat those same behaviors because you haven't even acknowledged that they exist and you can't change what you don't acknowledge. Thank you, Dr. Phil, for that quote <laughs> right there. Um so yeah I always worry if I've got friends that have been in a bad relationship or they've just yeah left a relationship and they go straight into a new one because I'm like you haven't like there's there's so much to analyze from what just happened and to not allow yourself the time to analyze that makes me worry that they're going to be hurting again or be hurt again by somebody else because they haven't recognized those red flags that they might need to recognize going forward they haven't um acknowledged their own weaknesses or like you know if if they have a certain weakness and then they attract men who prey on that weakness if they don't acknowledge that that weakness is there in the first place they're likely going to attract a man that you know flocks straight to that kind of person um and i would yeah be devastated if my friends got hurt again so things like that i always worry about um you know same with anyone really if they're jumping from relationship to relationship Uh, yeah I don't think it's ever really healthy to do that but if I mean I had that little fling with that guy for a very short period of time and I thought um that I was so in love with him but then six or how long was it was it six months or was it it wasn't a year. Maybe it was six months. The first month, I was like heartbroken. Second month, a little bit heartbroken. Had, you know, some days where I was fine. And then the third month, you have more days when you're fine and less days when you're sad. Fourth month, month you're like, hell yeah, I'm feeling good again. Fifth month, you're like, who? Men? No thanks. <laughs> fifth month. Did I say the fifth month? I don't even know. But basically, as the months progress, you feel like more confident in yourself, who you are, what you offer, what you want in somebody. And then I feel like when you get to that point is when you meet like the creme de la creme and you really attract the people that you deserve. I feel like when you're in those uh, grieving stages, it's very easy to attract the wrong kind of person because you're looking for a short-term fix to a feeling that you don't want to be feeling. So you're finding anyone who can quickly yeah, fill that void. And normally, most cases, that will usually end up in a similar situation to the one you just left. So I don't know what your situation is. If you just left a relationship that wasn't really serving you and you found someone that treats you really, really nicely, then hell yeah, go for it. But if you're leaving a bad relationship, going straight into a new one, then I would urge you to really do the work. Even if you're still seeing this new person, but like don't neglect the work. The work. It is important. Another relationship question. Breakups when you have to stay friends as you're scared to let them go, but it's hard. Again, context. I'm not sure if you're staying friends with them because you're scared of what 
they will do if you're if, if they don't have access to you which is very unhealthy and like emotional manipulation if they're making you feel a certain way like you can't let them like if they're threatening to do something drastic if you're not in their life then that's incredibly unhealthy and very very manipulative however if you're scared to let them go because you don't want to break up in the first place or you don't want to not be part of their life or vice versa then that's a whole different situation Um, or if you're just used to the familiarity of having them in your life and you're scared to let them go for that reason breakups when you have to stay friends as you're scared you don't have to stay friends with anyone um but as you're scared to let them go but it's hard so hard to answer what the first thought that jumps out out at me is that you're having a hard time with closure I feel like when you meet someone better that is more suited suited to you Stutter McGee when you meet someone better that is more suited to you then you won't have a hard time moving on at all because Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's fascinating. The ease at which we can move on once we find someone who is um, like our perfect fit. We spend so much time grieving over the last person. And then when we find the new better person, we're like, what the heck were we doing? Spending so much time and energy on that last person. Ugh. It's shocking how easy it is to move on when you have someone better. <laughs> so I feel like if you do meet someone better, maybe that will, you know, it'll be a completely different situation. But if you're worried about them, leaving them, that's, they're not your responsibility. Their emotional well-being is not your responsibility. Um, they, ha- that's their own work that they need to do. You can't do that work for somebody else and you need to prioritize yourself. Um, sounds like you might have already been prioritizing them for too long if you're worried about breaking up with them for that reason. Again, this is so hard to answer because I don't know the exact situation. But yeah, I guess those are the two main uh, situations. And if you do like being friends with them, then you can stay friends. I mean, there's no harm in that if you're genuinely wanting just to be friends. But I don't get that. I don't get that vibe from that message because I feel like if you were on really good terms for both of you and you wanted to stay friends you wouldn't be scared about letting them go why would you let them go so I don't think that is accurate maybe it's the first one that I said where you're scared to move on but if you constantly have one foot in the door behind you and one foot in the door in front of you you're never going to move forward because you're always stuck in the past so like grab that other foot move it forward open yourself up to much better possibilities with somebody else another question is being independent slash living the single life when you feel like you always need a man nearby another one that is very complex to answer because i don't know why you need why you feel you need a man nearby it could be it could stem from so many different root causes perhaps it's issues with a father figure growing up and not being there and needing that love from someone like you know looking for that love in a partner feeling that kind of feeling that male void or um in your life perhaps you don't feel uh capable in your life you don't feel confident in your ability to to do things and it helps you feel like you can only do them with a man around perhaps you don't feel 
good about yourself and you need a man to build you up and fill that void and make you feel good enough. I don't know because I don't know you personally, but I do know that there would 100% be a root cause of that feeling and I encourage you to do your best to like dig really deep and keep asking yourself why. So, you know, the first question could be, why do I feel like I need to have a man nearby? because of xyz why do i feel xyz okay so then why do i feel that way what is it about that that makes me feel like you just keep digging 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 deeper and asking yourself that why question and get to a you know any kind of potential explanation and then work on that um issue i guess issue is a bit of a negative word but work on that uh what's the word let's just say issue because i can't think of a delicate pretty way of saying that word um and see how different you feel once you've kind of nurtured that part of yourself that needs nurturing or attention or addressing and even going to like a therapist i'm not even yeah that sounds like a random thing it's not random at all therapy is damn awesome but going to someone like that could really really expedite that process and could really help open your eyes to traumas or wounds that you never even knew you had that might actually be really straightforward to address and to solve so yeah it's such a hard question to answer because I don't know what's causing the problem in the first place but I definitely encourage you to try and get really far down deep into that and to sit on that and to do your best to chip away at that one root or many maybe multiple root causes um so that you don't have to live like that forever because you are absolutely capable of living your life without having to have a man around but those limiting beliefs are making you think otherwise and the sooner you can get on top of those the better Someone has written in saying, losing friends as you grow up. Hmm. This, I'm probably going to answer this in a way that might be too blunt and straightforward. I, just because it doesn't, I guess, I mean, I think we've all experienced this to some degree. And there is that, you know, period where it's a little bit uncomfortable when you feel like you're mourning the loss of someone but if they were the kind of friend that you were going to have in your life forever, you wouldn't be in this situation anyway. And uh, some people just play a role in your life for a certain part of your life. Like they're, they're featured in a chapter of the book that is your life. That sounds so corny. But yes, they were only meant to play you know, a role in a couple of chapters and then leave but sometimes it can be hard to say goodbye to them because yeah you feel like you're you're mourning someone but that was never there it was inevitable that they weren't going to be with you forever anyway and then you're gonna meet new people as you get older that play a role in the next few chapters or perhaps the rest of the whole book that are amazing um, and it doesn't mean that you have to feel sad about that other person not being a part of your life anymore it's just like you are no longer on 
the same path together and that's not a good thing or a bad thing it just is that's just life people sometimes grow together or they grow apart and perhaps you've grown apart and that is the best thing for both of you because there's nothing worse I know people in my life that have tried to stay friends with people that they've outgrown for fear of losing them like when you do catch up it's just kind of awkward and you're only really talking about things that you used to do together in the past like ages ago because you don't really have anything in common anymore your interests have changed you're in different part like phases of your life and that's why you have grown apart so you just it feels like harder and harder to maintain that um that friendship and that connection so I don't think that yourself I, I, yeah I don't, I don't think it's it's good to to dwell on it too much I think be grateful for that time that you spent together but look forward to meeting new friends that will fit into your life even better than that last person did someone has said sex in relationships what to do when the attraction stops in an otherwise perfect relationship that would be very tough and I wonder I don't know. I mean, I know. I I think I know what you're saying by perfect relationship in terms of. I'm assuming you mean like you know everything else is fine and great, and I'm sure he respects you and loves you, and you respect and love him. But like that fire is no longer there. And there's a few different ways. It's again so personal. Some people don't have. Oh, there's so many different ways to preach. There could be two people, both of them could have the same sex drive, and in which case, like, if one person, um, well, and, and say if they have high libidos and then one person loses theirs, then that's can be quite devastating to the foundation of the relationship. But if they both have low libidos and then you both, and then one of you loses physical attraction, I don't think that's going to be as jarring on the relationship because that kind of connection wasn't that important in the first place but if you're finding that you're not attracted to your partner in that way anymore perhaps you're seeing them as more in more of a like a best friend kind of light um and it's easy to keep yourself in that situation because you know as you said everything else is perfect so why would you – it's hard to end something just because one part of it isn't working for you the way it was before. But, again, it depends on what kind of person you are. If, you know, sexual intimacy is very important to you, then that's going to have a massive effect on the relationship. But if it's not that important to you, then perhaps it won't. But if you're already hmm, – concerned about it now then I wonder if it's only going to get worse so perhaps it's something like do you know what is causing the lack of attraction is it just lack of attraction in that person in that way like you don't see them in that way anymore or is it because their physical appearance has changed and you are no longer attracted to that physical appearance in which case is it worth like talking to them about how you're feeling in a very soft and considerate way because it's a very hard thing to talk about um I mean it's a hard thing to talk to talk about regardless but yeah it's tough if they haven't changed the way that they look and you just don't feel that attraction to them anymore I think you've got to be um realistic and don't 
don't write off your feelings and the way you feel just because you know everything else in, in the relationship is perfect because it, it, it might be but if something as significant as that is off and you're not feeling it then that really does entirely underpin the entire relationship um or for, for a lot of people at least it does and so if that isn't there for you anymore then that is going to affect the rest of the relationship eventually so if I don't know it's something that probably needs to be addressed as soon as it can be as soon as possible so that you can both decide on what to do forward going forward and is it like something that's been you've been feeling for a long period of time like months and years or is it a relatively new thing because if it's relatively new it might pass but I'm gathering if you've written in about it it's probably something that's been happening for a while Um, and just because this person is great and the relationship is perfect otherwise don't sell yourself short and don't let yourself miss out on the opportunity to be with someone that you are super attracted to that you have a great relationship with that like is the whole package for you because you do deserve that and just because that other person is great doesn't mean that you owe them your time and your um, life together. That's, that doesn't make sense. doesn't mean you owe them a, a relationship is what I'm essentially trying to say. You deserve someone that ticks all the boxes. So, yes, all the best. So that is a really, really tough one. Last one, having the courage to set boundaries this comes down to self-worth and I know this because I struggled with this for a long time I always felt like I had to be super polite and super nice and I think as women we're told to be just very easy to get along with and not disruptive and not combative and always very pleasant and not too assertive but I'm a very assertive person so it was hard for me to you know and especially having a, a, a public profile I if I'm dealing with a business that is treating me poorly or isn't respecting me or isn't listening to me um, and especially if that business is one that I'm working through working with through my platforms like you know that they are aware of my public image or whatever and I have to put my foot down and say like no or just basically be assertive um it's very uncomfortable for me because I don't want to become across as a cert- as like you know um, drama queen or high maintenance or like a diva or rude or impolite or something but it's like no anybody else in the situation will do the same thing and I owe it to myself and to my own dignity <laughs> and integrity to put my foot down when someone is uh, either trying to take advantage of me for example this is a good a good one I went to primary school with this guy and we weren't friends in primary school at all, never, maybe spoke a couple of times, that is literally the extent of our relationship, I wouldn't even call it a relationship, acquaintanceship, that's not a word, is it? Nope. Um, But anyway, fast forward, what, how old was I in primary school? So say 12 years old, let's just go from there. Fast forward like let's say 13 14 years I get a message from him saying hey Lauren like long time no speak one of these stupid and basically 
he started a business and wanted me to promote it for him. <laughs> Plus, it was a business. It was like a male men's underwear. So I don't, I don't, not sure how I meant to do that, but okay. Um, and I had two ways I could respond to this. I could respond in a polite way, saying, "Hey, um, person's name." Unfortunately, I am busy with many other projects right now and do not have the time to take on any others. I am also only working with brands on a paid basis. Otherwise, I only promote brands that I have purchased myself and have loved using myself, blah, 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 blah. Or I could have responded, and this is the way I responded, which I'm very happy about because it peeved me right off that someone would have the audacity to act like we have any kind of relationship in like you are you are a stranger to me literally like you, you are no different to someone off the street that would ask like you wouldn't go to a random I don't know person in a shop and say hey I saw you on the street once 12 years ago can I get a free loaf of bread <laughs> or can can I sell my products in here that you've never tried or used before that have no benefit to you at all but only have benefit to me please anyway <laughs> it seriously bugged me and I basically responded and said hey person's name um I don't know what I said verbatim but I just essentially told him that it was impolite to to reach out to me when we have no relationship. I haven't spoken to you since primary school. Um, going forward, like if you're going to approach people, I just basically gave him tips on like how to be uh, respectful in this situation and said, I'm not interested in your product, but all the best for it, with it, whatever. But let him know that there are boundaries and he crossed one by assuming that we have any kind of friendship because we went to a same school to the same school a thousand years ago like no and no I don't think I'm above anyone if you know I don't even have to justify that that bothers me that I'm so used to justifying myself on here for fear of backlash if you don't think there's anything wrong with someone doing that then that's not my issue and not my teachable moment that's one for you to to, to, to sit on yourself that just comes down to respect for my time and my journey like I've gotten this far on my own I've hustled myself I've done all of this myself if I can do it so can they they don't need to just try and get a shortcut to someone else that they think that can they can use and abuse it happens all the time in this in my industry and it would happen to many other influences as well um I just don't if if yeah it's a respect thing it's a common it's it's a mutual respect I would respect you for having like gone through um, the past 10 years of your life hustling to get to point B from point A. So I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't expect you to be okay with me coming in at point A, expecting to get to point B in like a month um, by taking a shortcut and using your 10 years of experience to shortcut and to expedite there. Anyway, I'm rambling and I am justifying myself, even though I said I wasn't going to do that. Uh, basically what I'm trying to say is you need to set boundaries in your life because if you don't set boundaries, people will walk all over you and will use and abuse you and that sucks and they will not even be, um, they'll, they'll even take 
your 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 ability to be used and abused for granted in terms of like they're not even going to be like oh she's so nice she always let, lets us do this and you know I can get away with it I can get away with this or I'm dead they would say it like that but they're not going to be so like grateful that you are so open and willing to to be flexible with your boundaries they're going to just take it for granted and it'll be their new their new standard and they're going to keep on doing that and not even be grateful for your flexibility and your lowering of your own self-worth for them and their pleasure and their comfort it's just know your value know your worth and once you do you won't want to move your um, boundaries because if someone is wanting you to move your boundaries in the first place it shows that they don't respect you as a person and how far you have come or what you have had to endure to get to where you are now and anyone that doesn't respect you um, doesn't deserve to be in your life or doesn't doesn't deserve to be close to you and certainly doesn't deserve the lowering of your boundaries or the altering of your boundaries because no thanks sunny gym pal sunny sunny you know sunny buddy oh buddy old pal buddy (laughs) oh gosh i need to stop talking i hope that made sense that was like just rambling that's definition of rambling to try and respond to a question but yeah i guess i have a lot of experience in that especially as i've as my public image has developed and i have more to offer in terms of like I, I I have a larger platform um, a lot of people creep out of the woodwork and expect you to do things that they wouldn't ask of other people or that they wouldn't like other people to ask of themselves so I just boundaries are a very uh, delicate uh, it's just an art form keeping them where they are <laughs> And yeah, just the number one thing is know your value and know your worth and never forget it. Because the moment you do forget it and you start moving your boundaries and it becomes a habit to move them and people will walk all over you and you'll be pleasing other people instead of yourself. And that is a very, very, very quick way to being very, very unhappy. What a lovely note to end the podcast on, but I do appreciate you listening this far. I hope I've answered any of your questions. Um, if you do have any more questions, of course, please hit me up on Instagram at Los Curtis or Mental Makeover Podcast. Um, and please, if you also enjoyed this podcast, please, I've said please so many times, uh, <laughs> leave a rating and a review if you have not already. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it more than you'll know. And I will hopefully see you all or speak to you all maybe in my next podcast episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.